1: Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who will attempt the handstand challenge on Facebook Live shortly after today's show, Jerem Jordan.
2: Probably not, although we have other plans. Okay, let's talk about it. So Tom Holland, your boy, a.k.a. the new Spider-Man, right, mm-hmm. of the last couple of years, he challenged Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal to put a T-shirt on while doing a handstand. Gyllenhaal did it, Reynolds turned it down, but BYU Volleyball did it and posted it. This looks difficult, <laughs> people, people are doing this now with like with shorts and pants and stuff. Like, we're we're getting this is this is impressive. But let's be honest, we're getting really bored. You know what I mean? We're videos of ourselves taking off shirts. This is honor code approved, by the way. <laughs> it's wild. So ni- nice job by uh, men's volleyball.
1: We're here doing handstand challenges. Well, they are. Yeah, it has evolved to this. Yeah. So, devolved? I'm Question mark? S- I'm scared to ask what's going to happen in one week, two weeks, yikes, even three weeks from now.
2: Yay, barely even months. Oh boy. hopefully not. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so men's volleyball. Need, Those guys are. A fit as a fiddle. Hey, we need to. We need the to. The challenge is to produce an hour of content a day. What are you talking about?
1: Challenge met. There's right? no games. <laughs> that's our challenge. We will not be taking off of t-shirts. While well, doing I. A hand hey, no guarantees. Or are you, you going to do no it. No
2: guarantees <laughs> that we won't do that. Like that, now, that's great television. That is great. Television. I've never been to a a, a party where. I I didn't take my shirt off and didn't have a good time, so there you go. <laughs> oh goodness! Live at the Riv. What 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 was your favorite uh, Provo residence? By the way,
1: the Glen Hood.
2: The Glen Hood. I mean the Glenwood. Yeah, I, I lived at the Glen Hood. I lived at. Uh, I lived at uh, King Henry was fun. Okay, that was awesome. All my right. biggest mistake living at King Henry was that I was dating someone. Because King Henry, <laughs> man, oh, nice. <laughs> that was not, it was nice. It was nice. A lot of scenery. Now it's not of the scenery time for King your Henry. dating
1: exploits yeah. on BYU Sports Nation. I
2: lived in a house for like a couple of years too, and that was really fun. I would recommend evolving to the house part if you're a BYU student. It's fun. If
1: you're in a house, just make sure you're socially distancing.
2: Yeah. Okay? Well, we had Six like feet apart. We had like ten guys, most on the rugby team. I had my own room, but there were like eight dudes upstairs. No one does. The yeah, that, it, that wouldn't be. Happening yeah, it was right crazy. Now. Are no, we on
1: no. yet? Is it ten? <laughs> Today's show. Kind of makes me want to do a handstand, Jerem. Really? Yeah, let's go. Wow. Former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon will join us live. Is BYU's new ESPN football power index ranking too high, too low, or just right? Plus, there's going to be a new addition to uh, the Taysom Hill Emily Nixon family, and uh, David's going to be an uncle. We're going to ask him about that. The championship matchup and our BYU's best play of the year bracket is all set. And our top five Tuesday features the top five games all time from the Heisman Trophy winner at BYU, Ty Dittmer. Here are your Tuesday BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: BYU has officially canceled all spring and summer conferences, workshops, and camps, including sports camps, through August 13th due to covid Nineteen. Now so there's
1: some serious fundraising there. So this is uh, right. That's a shot to the system.
2: And there's some extra cash for coaches and yeah. uh, GAs and whatnot. So certainly the experience won't be had uh, as well by some of the campers. I know that was a fun time. Uh, my daughter went to a soccer camp, had a great time. So no sports camps this summer, unfortunately.
1: The pandemic strikes again. All right, on the headline two, ESPN has released the 2020 preseason college football power index numerical magic. Oh. BYU lands at number 62 out of 130 Ugh. FBS teams on the list. Three of BYU's opponents rank in the top 30. Minnesota at number 20, they're the highest rated. Utah at number 24, and Stanford at 28. Much more on that in just a minute.
2: College football analyst Cam Miller of SB Nation tweeted out the top 10 returners for BYU football in 2020. They are from 10 to 1. Kairos Tonga. Whoa, what? 10, what? Chaz Ayu, Lopini Katoa, Kavik Fonua, Isaiah Kafusi, Peyton Wilgar, Matt Bushman, James Empey, Zach Wilson, and Brady Christensen. Okay. We will discuss this in the coming days. Yeah, how many of you had Mason. Peyton
1: Wilgar at five and Kairos Tonga at ten?
2: Zach Wilson at two is uh, is a little high as well, I think. Mm. I think he should be in the top three, but that's interesting.
1: Former BYU cornerback Michael Davis signs his restricted free agent tender to stay with the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. For the 2020 season, Davis expected to make $3.25 million over the next season. He started 21 games the last two seasons for the Chargers, including 11 of the final 13 games in the 2019 season. He finished last season with 39 total tackles a couple of interceptions, and a career-high nine pass breakups. Good for Michael.
2: And that's pretty awesome because he was the guy that lost his starting spot as a senior to one dine willico, and here he is in the NFL after a couple of years, undrafted guy. That's pretty
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, well done, Michael. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: In the words of the great Bobby Boucher from the Waterboy, 62. BYU football <laughs> just above the halfway cut line of major college football.
2: You're going to kick me in the chest 62.
1: Right 130 teams. BYU three above the middle of the pack. Jerem is BYU's 2020 preseason football power index ranking. Too high, too low, or just
2: right? It's unfortunately just right. The last couple of years. Uh, okay, so post Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. BYU was 18 and 21 not a good record, right? And hopefully BYU can get to that eight plus thing, and then we'll get antsy again and ask why it's not ten, right? And then it goes back down, and we go, well, eight was actually good. Uh, BYU is this close from being a you know eight or nine win team this year, but they're also this close to being a five win team. So sixty two is probably right, given wh- how BYU fared seven and six, played a tough schedule again, uh, the, the front loaded, right. Uh, we'll break down 2020 here in a second with with the uh, opponents and what it looks like and how it compares to the 2019 finish. But yeah, I think 60, 62. 62. I think 62 is probably spot on. I'd, I would prefer that BYU be a top 40 program. Uh, why not top 25? That's not realistic. If BYU can be in the top 40, which is eight plus a year, you're getting 10 every four years. That's where I want BYU to be. Top
0: 40.
1: Yeah, it's right on. 62 is totally fair. And I think an achievable goal for BYU, realistic, is to finish right around the top 40. So I'm with you there. Like,
2: It should be what, eight wins? Nine wins?
1: Yeah, I think eight wins against this difficult schedule would put BYU right around number 40 in the country. And I think that's
2: the wins. next step. Yeah. Okay,
1: After that, then it's BYU finishing ranked in the top 25 for the first time in a decade. Uh, okay? Awesome. Okay, so just take steps. So, yeah, 62 is totally fair. Following a 7-6 and six season in which BYU dropped the final two games, 62 is right on the money. If BYU had won eight or nine games last season and not put up just three points at San Diego State, they'd have better analytics. And FPI is based heavily on analytics, what your offense has done, what you're returning, all of that production, put up three points against San Diego State. Lost the bowl game against Hawaii. So uh, 62 yeah. is where it needs to be. They'd probably be mid-50s had they won one of those two games. Uh, it also tells me that ESPN is about to predict BYU to finish 6-6 six six in the regular season. If they're 62, yeah, yeah. They're, about to, they're about to predict BYU to win six games.
2: Get specific, though. 6.3. I don't know. I'll let them do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll let them do that. Yeah, let's talk about the opponents. Um, so let's, let's walk through what everybody is ranked going into the season. So at Utah, 24. Michigan State, 58. Arizona State, 41. Minnesota, 20. 20? That's the highest. Utah State, 95. No Jordan Love. You got problems. Missouri, 53. Houston, 45. At Northern Illinois, 102. DeKalb, Boise State. 51, surprising there. San Diego State, 88. North Alabama, not ranked FCS. And Stanford, all the way up to 28. Okay, What sticks out about the opponent rankings?
1: Well, let's take out the FCS foe, North Alabama, and consider you. the average ranking of all 11 FBS BYU opponents this season because at that point, six wins might not seem that bad. Which brings us to our stat of the day.
0: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU
1: football's 2020 FPI opponent average is 55 in the ranking. So BYU at 62, their average ranking for opponents is seven spots higher than where BYU is. Yeah. That loaded schedule, Jerem.
2: You love it. I love it. If hey, you don't want to win 10 games.
1: You asked me what surprised me. Uh, yeah, our stat of the day surprised me. That's really tough. Because in 2019, we all looked at that schedule and thought, oh, Tennessee, USC, Washington, Utah, holy cow, Boise State, it was 62. The average ranking was 62. Yes. 62. Yes. 55.
2: Can I express the following, though? Uh, in 2019, uh, BYU opened with Utah 14, Tennessee mm-hmm. 33. This is how they finished. Uh, USC 23 and Washington 16. Mm. All four were in the top 33. It's the back end that takes that all the way up, out to 62. Mm-hmm. But the first four were in the top 33. And BYU somehow won two of those. Wow. There two, are some. Both in overtime. Barely got them. Hey, they got was, them. Which was they awesome. Got them,
1: which is why BYU had a weak record. How about that? Uh, Minnesota at number 20 as the highest ranked team. That is Shocking. a surprise to me.
2: B.J. Flag, row the boat, man.
1: That's a surprise to me. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to be, as advertised, challenged. BYU, Utah 24, Stanford 28, Arizona State 41.
2: Utah lose everybody on defense. Like, but literally ten defensive starters they lost. Stanford at 28 is a shocker.
1: Yes, Houston at forty five, honestly, to me is a shocker because Without they De'arra lose De'Aaron King. They lose yeah. their quarterback. Yeah. Uh huh. And they were four and eight last year.
2: They expect they registered him because they liked who they had coming back, including
1: De'Aaron King. But yes. now he's not there.
2: With uh, Dana Holgerson in year two at the helm, at Houston.
1: 45. So Houston, you're telling me Houston is better than Boise State at 51?
2: I don't believe that Boise State will finish this low. I believe they will finish a top 40 program, if not top 35. Boise State, what do they do? All they do is win, 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 no matter what. They're really, really good, right? Uh, Missouri's interesting. They're coming off some sanctions. No bowl game. They're um, you know, staggering a little bit. Michigan State at fifty-eight is sneaky. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I know they've struggled. They got a new head coach, um, but fifty-eight? No, Michigan State's when they come in, that's going to feel like a top twenty-five. Game. How
1: about this? BYU's four toughest opponents, according to FPI, are the four are four games all on the road at Minnesota, at Utah, at Stanford, at Arizona State. More, please. <laughs> no. And Houston is the highest-ranked opponent for BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 45.
2: Higher than Michigan State. Do you think that playing Houston is a tougher game than Michigan State? Like, on paper, you would say no. That's based on the past, right? Oh, no, based Houston on prestige could and on totally paper. totally be better than Michigan State. Da, da, da. But, yeah, they, there are a lot of good teams, right? Um, looking at this, so – the first four last year were in the top 35. BYU had five total. In 2020, BYU has three in the top 35 currently. So it's, there's not as many top-heavy, uh, really good teams. Five in the top 50, that's the same as last year. Uh, there were five in the bottom 50 last year, only three in the bottom 50 uh, currently. This is preseason. We'll see how it all shakes out. It never actually shakes out like you think it does. And that can be bad. That can be good. Uh, but it is another loaded schedule, and we have football to discuss and something fresh on April 14th, which is wonderful. Yes, it is. I really, really it's like
1: it. It's numerical magic.
2: <laughs> and hopefully BYU is better than 62 because if BYU finishes kind of 7-6 and six again, that's just not good enough. This program needs to take steps forward. On this list of opponents, rank. okay,
1: at 62, BYU would rank number 8 on this list.
2: You're hoping you're more like 4th. Oh, Right? If you're going to go 8-4, and four, you want to be 4th or 5th in, in terms of expectations. Is there anyone that thinks BYU is going to win nine games this year? I think we're like, please 8. That's where we're at, right?
1: Our question of the day, BYU is ranked 62nd in the ESPN preseason FPI. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Tell us why. And let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation.
1: At Hiram Flake answers on Facebook. A little worse than I thought. I'm not too worried. When BYU shuts out Utah to open the season, (laughs) that number will move where it should be.
2: You can add cold takes me on that. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. (laughs) If that happens, please do. (laughs) Shut out would be nice. A win. I'd take a 3-0 win. win in the snow win in September.
1: Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
2: Coming up, which overtime play made it into the final of our best play bracket?
1: Plus, he's an NFL vet. David Nixon on BYU's most likely upset, according to those FBI rankings next season. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Join us this Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV for a BYU Gymnastics play-by-replay recapping the Cougars' rise to one of the top 20 programs in the country this past season.
1: If you don't know anything about Shannon Evans, BYU's first All-American gymnast in 14 years when she received that honor, then you're in for a treat. She is a fireball. Hilarious. Uh, She will join us Thursday to set up. The uh, rise to becoming one of the top teams in the country as well. She's fantastic.
2: She's great. Yeah.
1: We're live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our day is already going well because we got some football power index numbers. We're about to make it even better. And welcome in one of our longtime friends to BYUSN. His name is David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker standout. David, it is great to see your face amidst the pandemic madness. How are you and your family doing?
0: We're doing great, just uh here and um trying to stay safe, but uh got my office set up, so I'm working here from home and we're going what four weeks strong, five weeks strong now I think we're on our fifth week, so you know it's, it's becoming the norm, which is not good. I want to get back to work and get back to uh playing lots of golf
2: that that'd be nice and luckily uh golf courses are open a little bit but i I like your jersey in the background that's like someone who's an author just putting their book behind them that's yeah that's nice
0: uh, this 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 whole thing right here. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know the best part about this, guys, and I'm gonna gonna show this to you.
2: Okay, oh snap, he's moving the camera. I love
0: it. This is something that Mick Till can you see me now, Stare? Yes, you see, uh huh. It just is, anyways, it says Lindbacker.
2: Um, (laughs) and you played to 09? I thought you played to 08, yep, in the top by a year. (laughs) <laughs> Would you play seven seasons? You could, I, no I'm commas?
0: I try to go back to Big Hill and get that fixed. We're in the works of doing that. Uh, you know, whatever. So just, just don't pay attention to the details. Just look at <laughs> He's
2: not busy right now. That, I mean, can you do it right
0: amazing. now? Becker. I mean, oh, I, yes. I, all those years, blood, sweat, tears, and I get Lynn Backer in the wrong years.
1: Whatever. <laughs> For, former standout Lynn Backer, David Nixon, <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, I want to get off topic just a little bit because... Uh, we I already s- are. I saw a clip yesterday of the 2008 BYU-Washington game in Seattle. Oh, man, yeah. From uh, a Twitter account called at Sports Refs.
2: Oh, it's a great account. Everyone should follow and it. And
1: they showed the Jake Locker play, David, uh, where he celebrates and throws the ball into the air, and then you... You guys, in turn, block a 35-yard extra point attempt to win the game. Was that the right call in 2008 in Seattle?
0: Um, listen, I, I, I wasn't a fan of it because you felt bad for the guy. Because this was. if you look at the time, there was no, there was no time remaining, right? Um, and so I think it was just pure celebration. I don't think he's the type of guy to try to rub it in. But I, I'm very confident we get into overtime and still beat him anyways. But, uh, you know, we blocked the extra point. And I feel like that year, I want to say we had like six or seven field goal blocks or extra points. I mean, we I include, I think, the, the year before that yeah, the year before is when we had the, the UCLA win off the block, you know, field goal. And so that was something we kind of hung our hat on. So when they backed it up, we we're ready to go. I mean, that was something that uh, we kind of become part of our identity was blocking kicks. And so, um, yeah, that was a wild game up there. I mean, at the time, we didn't know they were that bad. I mean, they went over that year. Uh, but Jake Locker, that guy was a beast. I remember trying to tackle him and he was, uh, he was no joke.
2: Yeah. Why is that game even close? They went over. I mean, you're a 10 and three (laughs) team that year.
0: Hey, listen, having been on teams, I was with the Rams when we weren't very good, two and 14. Um, I can say that when you start losing, it just, it just all goes downhill. It it just compiles. People start losing interest in, in watching film. The coaching staff realizes they're probably gonna get fired. They stop preparing it just snowballs and it's, it's just bad all around. So I think that's probably the effect that hit them.
1: David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Dave, thankfully we have some analytics brand new today from ESPN and the Football Power Index. And right now, BYU is going to face three top 30 teams. Minnesota at number 20. Utah at number 24, Stanford to close out the regular season at number 28. So with those three highest-ranked BYU opponents in mind, which upset is BYU football most likely to pull off in the 2020 season?
0: You know, I actually look at that Stanford game at the end of the year, uh, and if BYU can stay healthy, which we haven't been able to stay healthy for years, um, and and, and after Stanford's run the gauntlet of the Pac-12 I'm interested to see which team shows up and who's healthier. I think that's what it comes down to at that point. So uh, for me, it's it's who's healthier at the end of the season, who's clicking all cylinders. I mean, look at last season with BYU, struggled towards the end of the year, right? And this is a team that started to fall off at the end of the season and, and, and just really couldn't put it all together. And so can they rebound um, and, and knock off a Stanford team at their place to kind of finish the season? I think that's what we all want to see. We want to see a team that's consistent. Uh, you, know, We've seen you know, a glimpse of brilliance from this BYU team beating USC and being Tennessee, but then you lose to the USFs and the Toledos. Can BYU get some consistency and finish the season? And, and, and I, you know, even if you were to go six and six, if there's some type of consistency where BYU wins the games they should and frankly loses the games they probably should as well, but there's some type of consistency that we know week in and week out what we can expect from this team, then I think fans can, can take a six and six type season. But it's this roller coaster up and down, um, and I'm hoping that next year, BYU, I should say this year, BYU can put it all together. And, and I think that Stanford game at the end of the year, hopefully by that time, BYU's got it all together and, and can roll something out.
2: I agree with you that BYU needs more consistency, but there's no way we'd accept a 6-6 six and six season. We're not going to go, yeah, we're sad. No way. We, it's 8-plus, baby. That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's the minimum threshold, David, for a good season, in my opinion, is you got to get to at least 8.
0: Uh, listen, I, I, you're, you're preaching the choir here. I, I think, I think BYU has to put up eight wins at least, but I'm saying that if you win six and six, at least you can stomach it knowing that you beat the teams you should beat,
2: Right. Well, um, let's I, talk about that because last year, BYU has three top 35 wins. And those are the wins we talk about, right? USC, Tennessee, and Boise state. Yes. The frustration of Toledo and South Florida and uh, you know, Hawaii happened, but we had so I would I would rather have a couple upsets and then be upset, just because we cling on to those amazing overtime wins that BYU had with USC and Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, and then Boise State. I would rather win, uh, you know, all the games you're supposed to win, and then a couple upsets. But that's not where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think consistency is the, is the key word here, and that's something that, that BYU struggled with. And I think that that's something that uh, truly a veteran quarterback and now an upperclassman quarterback and Zach Wilson hopefully bring it was interesting. I was looking at the numbers from John Beck and the leap he made from his sophomore year to his junior year, his sophomore year, 2,500 yards passing and his junior year, he had 3,700 yards passing. Mm. Uh, and, and so I, I expect Zach Wilson now being an upperclassman to really step into his own. And this is something that, you know, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. He can't go through spring ball. And who knows, summer workouts where you're trying to get that, uh, you know, continuity with your receivers, um, I- I'm interested to see kind of, you know, how they're able to work that out, if they're able to still get together somehow, even given this whole craziness. Um, but I think that's key for him, is, is now he's becoming hopefully smarter, he's watching more film, and recognize he's got to be smarter on the field, less interceptions, etc., take less sacks, and uh, just put his team in a, in a position to win. And, and that's something that, um, you know, he, he struggled with these first couple of years, but I think most quarterbacks moving to that next level, as far as moving up a year in in school, I think they become more mature. They understand the game, slows down a little bit for them, um, and you hopefully start to make better decisions. A
2: note on 04 and 05. So new OC, Robert and I, comes after being the O-line coach at Texas Tech in 05. There's a reason for the big jump. But BYU this last year, and we broke it down last week, David, BYU passed for 3,700 yards this last season. It wasn't all Zach. It was Jaron and Baylor Romney, of course. A little bit of Joe Critchlow there, but... You already passed for enough yards, they just didn't didn't score enough passing touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and it was the turnovers. And it was it was not only turnovers, but it was it was pick sixes and it was it was fumbles in our own territory. And so it's cleaned all that up. And and that's frankly what it comes down to between the good and great teams, is those that can execute and, and those that take care of the ball. And on the flip side, defensively creating turnovers. And that's something that frankly this BYU defense this year, uh, we had good, you know, interceptions and in, in certain games, but there wasn't consistency on that side of the ball either. You didn't see a lot of forced fumbles, et cetera. So uh, I think it's an all-all around team effort. You got to set up your offense for short fields, um, and I think that's where the defense can help. But offensively, you can't put your defense in a bind with uh, you know first down and on the twenty your own twenty yard line. And it's a guaranteed three points. So figure that out. Um, that's going to be obviously on Kalani in this offseason. They've got plenty of downtime right now to <laughs> to sort through it all. <laughs>
1: David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you're a guy that has his eye on talent progressing towards the NFL because you did it. College football analyst Cam Meller, who has been on the show before, rated the top ten returners for BYU football in 2020. He had Kyrus Tonga at number ten, David. And then I'm going to give you the top four. Matt Bushman at four, James MP3, Zach Wilson number two, and Brady Christensen number one. Who's the top returner for BYU football in your opinion?
0: Listen, it's tough for me to give the number one spot to offensive lineman. I just, uh, as a defensive guy that goes against those guys every day, it's tough, too. <laughs> but Brady Christensen, what he did last year in the integral part, he is a, a part of the offensive line and protecting Zach Wilson. I, I think he, you have to give him the number one spot. Um, Kyrus Tonga, number 10. Listen, I don't disagree in the sense that Kyrus Tonga has got to show that he can play. You know, he, he can be on the field playing and play out. This is a This is a guy who you know, would only go one or two series and then take a series or two off or one or two plays and then take a play or two off. And so until he can show that he can be on the field uh, and help out this defense on a consistent basis as well, I don't I don't, uh, I don't disagree with, with sliding him down there at the 10 spot. I think hopefully Kyrus is getting himself in shape and getting ready for the season because if he wants to go to the next level, he's got to be able to show that he can be a first, second, and oftentimes third down uh, type nose tackle. Uh, and listen, I get it. If, if BYU defense wants to bring in uh, some more speed for that third down and long situations. Then so be it. But on third and two, he's got to be in there. He's got to be a uh, kind of a hole stopper and let those linebackers run free. And so um, he's got to get better shape and be able to play more downs. That's what it comes down to.
2: There are four linebackers in the top ten as well. Uh, BYU returns basically everybody, which is good news. And I think we expect this to be one of the better groups for BYU. What's your opinion?
0: Yeah. Sorry, I think it's freezing a little bit there. Um, yeah, listen, I, I love this linebacker core, and I, I particularly love uh, Pey Wilgar. And I know that uh, he was ranked pretty high here. After seeing what he did his freshman year, I, I think he'll be a huge contributor. I think he can be up there with the guys that you can design a whole defense around him. I mean, this is a kid that's big and long enough to rush on the outside, but also you can move him back and stack him back, and he can roam and, and run sideline to sideline. So I like him. Isaiah Cafusi. this is a guy that's just been steady. I mean, you, you know when Isaiah Kapusi stuff on the field, what you're going to get from Isaiah. He's not, he's not going to be undisciplined. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to be where he needs to be, and he's going to make big plays. Um, so he's that steady Eddie, right? Uh, I, I like Peyton Wilgar with, with kind of that wild card, And then Chaz Ayu. can he put on more weight? He's got to show that he can be more durable. Uh, he was banged up quite a bit last season. Um, hopefully he can come around. And, uh, you know, I agree. I think there's a lot of playmakers at linebacker spot. Um, I'm excited to see how they all, you know, once again through an offseason, how they develop as well. And uh, you know, that's a spot when you got Kyra Stone in the middle plugging holes, you should have plenty of guys that could, should be able to run around and make some plays.
1: NFL veteran linebacker and BYU linebacker David Nixon, <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, what's your reaction to your brother-in-law, Taysom Hill, getting a first-round tender from the New Orleans Saints?
0: Crazy, right? He was the only free agent, a restricted free agent, that got a first-round uh, tender. Of all the guys tendered, he was the only one with the first round. So, um, I think it goes to show how much they love him there in New Orleans. And uh, I know they're trying to work out a longer-term deal with him right now. Uh, and that's in the talks. And so uh, who knows if that tinder even comes into play. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, timelines have all been shifted given this craziness going on. So um, I know he's just patiently waiting. They're here in Provo, still working out. He's playing a lot of golf as well, uh, trying to pass the time. But he's excited. I'm excited for him. It's going to be a fun season next year, um, depending on obviously what Drew does after this next season. You know, uh, I think Sean Payton actually let us slip in one of his interviews that he thinks this will be Drew's last season. So I think that's probably somewhat of the general consensus, uh, maybe kind of a farewell, farewell so long tour for Drew. And then uh, hopefully Taysom's kind of the next guy up. That's that's kind of the thought process there. Just
1: make sure you give Taysom some uh, good advice on uh, how to balance sports and being a father, okay?
2: Yeah, and, and <laughs> you, tell him to get a face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, we all do We all we all do our gender reveals. I guess baby reveals in this case we do it yeah. a little differently. And, uh, no faces. So yeah, we're just,
2: we're, <laughs> it was it was kind of weird at first. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was like, where are the faces? Yeah, you know, Switch
0: switched up a little bit. They're, no, we're excited for them. They're uh, my I think my sister Emily mentioned in the post. They've they've been trying for a little while now. So we're pretty excited for them that uh, you know that that pregnancy's coming along and um, have a little one. I, we'll Very see. Cool. I, We'll, we'll see uh, if he's a football player or not. We'll see. All right, man. Good
1: stuff. Great to catch up with you. And uh, we hope you and your family stay healthy and well. We'll talk to you again soon.
2: Thanks,
0: guys. Always fun. Take
2: care.
1: David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Skype. Deseret First, you know
2: why we show how. The Lindbacker. That's fantastic. The Lindbacker. And he played to 09. Who knew? I didn't know that. Yeah. Coming out buy, seller hold, Elisha Bryant as the next BYU hoopster in the NBA.
1: And our best play championship in the bracket is all set. Details next is BYU Sports Nation.
2: The BYUSN Best Play Bracket is presented by doTERRA. Escucha para BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and uh, if you don't mind, subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Uh, No comprendo. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Wait a minute. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Let's whip it.
2: It's time for the Cougar Around. Athletics News. BYU has officially canceled all spring and summer conferences, workshops, and camps through August 13th due to COVID-19. Football.
1: ESPN has released a 2020 preseason college football power index rankings. BYU lands at number 62 out of 130 teams on that list. Three of BYU's opponents rank in the top 30. Minnesota the highest at number 20, Utah 24, and Stanford at 28. By the way, BYU plays all three of those games on the road.
2: College football analyst Cam Meller of SB Nation tweeted out the top 10 returning players for BYU football in 2020. They are from 10 to 1. Kairos Tonga, Chaz Ayu, Lopini Katoa, Kavik Fonua, Isaiah Kafusi, Peyton Wilgar, Matt Bushman, James Empey, Zach Wilson, and Brady Christensen. Cougars in the NFL.
1: Former BYU quarterback Michael Davis signs his restricted free agent tender to stay with the Los Angeles Chargers for the 2020 season. Davis expected to make $3.25 million Woo! next season. Good for Michael, right? He started 21 games over the past two seasons for the Chargers, including 11 of the final 13 in the 2019 season. Had 39 total tackles, two interceptions, and a career high nine pass breakups. Michael Davis, second round free agent tender. By the way, it's
2: about time he caught up to our salary. It, it took a couple of years.
1: <laughs> you mean it's about time he uh, multiplied his salary by like? Don't say a number. Seventy-five
2: <laughs> over hours. <laughs>
1: It's time for the BYU Sports Nation Best Play Bracket presented by doTERRA. We're down to the championship matchup. We took the top eight football plays of last season and matched them up against the top eight basketball plays of last season. Football took over in the Final Four, Jeremy. and now it is an all-football final to determine the best play of the year.
2: We had 16 plays. It's down to three. You can go to vote.byutv.org to participate. The polls close at 11 a.m. Eastern. Each day. That was the case this morning, and then the championship is tomorrow. But let's go.
1: Okay, let's see which play makes it in as the second finalist for our championship match. It will not be an all BYU Tennessee final as Diane Gonwolaku's game ceiling interception at home against USC takes down Tyson Williams' push and double OT at Tennessee, 62% of the vote.
2: That's convincing. Mm. Uh, and what a play by Diane. Both these, as we mentioned, overtime walk off winners. One on defense, one on offense. Pretty awesome.
1: Now we have our championship match. Okay. Jerem set up the first play.
2: The best play uh, from the football season, in our opinion, the number one overall seed. And we were showing it like every day. I love this. Micah Simon, 64 yards to save the game against Tennessee.
0: 50 yards away from field goal territory. A step up by Wilson.
2: Deep man is open. It's caught by Simon. Oh, yeah, He's baby! the 40. The 35-20. 25-20. 15 You
1: got to hustle. You got to hustle. Yes, yes, you do. You do got a hustle. You got to hustle. Charlie Hustle. Let's go. Riley. Riley Hustle.
2: Yes, so that's the one seed. This is the championship match, people. Micah Simon against Tennessee. What a play, man. I yeah. love this play.
1: Now, Simon, after uh, getting into the final, awaits what we just talked about. Diane Gonwoleku and his game-sealing interception to walk off in Pro Bowl against USC.
2: Takes a chest high snap. He will throw. Quickly. it up and intercepted! Did they get it? If they got it, it's over! It's over! The Cougars picked it off!
1: Remember that BYU had to settle for a field goal. They're up 30-27. to 27. So they're
2: one play away from the game ending, either way.
1: USC scores a touchdown. USC's walking off from Provo with that victory. Huge interception. Where BYU huge picks it off. They're walking off. Yeah, and there, it was they, reviewed.
2: It took a second, and then the re-celebration, the storm again. These are two great plays. Can we
1: please get the college football overtime rules into the NFL? Can we please do that?
2: I have many thoughts on this, and now's not the time. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cast your vote. Vote Vote.byutv.org. Are you leaning towards Micah Simons? wild, rocky top revival play in Knoxville, or is it a play that actually won a game, Jerem? Micah Simons didn't technically win the game. It saved the game for BYU to later win it in double overtime. Godwolek,
2: wins the game. My favorite play from the whole season is the Micah Simons play. I just think it was a miracle. (laughs) When Zach Wilson releases the ball, there's 17 seconds left in the game. Like, unless they get a chunk play like that, they're going to lose. To Tennessee, who lost to Georgia State the week before. What? This is a game BYU had to go win, and they did, and it was in miraculous fashion.
1: Okay, 75% right now going with Gunn Wolakoo. It's early. Overtime interception against just It's early. It is very early, yes. We'll <laughs> wait until we
2: get around, uh, you know. Both great plays.
1: 600-plus or upwards of a 1,000
2: votes. You mean 60,000 votes? Oh, we're going
1: to get 60,000 on this one? Okay, let's go.
2: Coming up, a Top 5 Tuesday featuring the best Ty Detmer performances.
1: Where does your impersonation rank on that list? Plus, buy, sell, or hold. Are you into this Twitter poll mania? (laughs) There's a lot of it. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: I like hunting, fishing, and voting on Twitter polls, Spence.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU Sports Nation play-by-replay
2: specials are on demand. If you miss BYU Hoops versus Gonzaga 2020 or Women's Volleyball versus Stanford 2018, you can go to BYUtv.org or the app and search BYU Sports Nation Special.
1: More to come in that regard, including gymnastics this Friday, and then uh, we'll see what uh, we can roll out after that.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're working on football, we know. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. It's time now to play Buy, Sell, or Hold, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Jerem, I'm going to start this off. Go. All of these Twitter polls, whether it's the best fans in college basketball or it's the best mascot, Jerem, are you buying, selling, or holding on the current rage of Twitter sports polls?
2: I'm reluctantly buying because there's no games, so this at least has something, right? I'm not into every poll that exists relative to this. There are like two that I'm into. Okay. And uh, yeah, we don't have games. So yeah, buy. Well, why not? It's an easy click. Uh, at Post Jimmer, join the uh, revolution. I am
1: particularly <laughs> buying the Sirius XM best mascot bracket. That's a hard buy for me because Cosmo because was- on
2: Sirius XM.
1: That and Cosmo was left out of the bracket, Jerem. So BYU fans yeah. create like this big,
2: oh. almost. Oh, we're good at this. Twitter Trust mob me. panic. Historically, that, oh, I can't
1: believe you let them off the list. Yeah. What a gross oversight. It's inexplicable. Your
2: cause is just. I can do nothing for you. Inexplicable. Yeah, we've been there, done that. Okay,
1: so he gets in as the 16 seed, and now he's in the final four, taking on Bucky the Badger.
2: We have the mentality of a 16 seed a lot. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you left us out.
1: Okay, Cosmo, as the 16th seed, trying to get to the championship. Last I checked, he was down by a few percent to Bucky 52, the Badger. 48 Okay?
2: I just checked. 52 for So
1: BYU Nation's going to need to come strong again tonight. Yeah. Create some Twitter accounts.
2: <laughs> Go vote. Grandma!
1: Get Cosmo into the finals. I'm buying hard on that one. The strongest fans, it was fun to beat Michigan State yesterday. If BYU It'd be loses, more fun in week two of if football. BYU, if BYU loses to date and whatever. The fact that they're doing like three-day polls, I don't like that.
2: Yeah, no. One-day poll. Ain't nobody got time for that. We all have time for that. Okay, buy, sell, or hold. BYU knocking off Kentucky. What? And moving on to the final four with Yoli Childs only scoring eight points in the game. Someone's doing a 2K8 simulation. Um,
1: I'm buying hard that they have BYU in the final four, but I am selling that Yoli Childs only had eight points. And Zach Selyus was the leading scorer with 25 points. That should be reversed. Is that an
2: eight for 18? Zach Zach
1: hit a couple of big threes. He scored eight points. Yoli Childs had 25.
2: Uh... Sell this. Uh, Connor Harding and Gavin Baxter, DNP coaches' decision. Those are two of the top seven players on, on the team. Come on, man. What are we doing here at 2K8? Good to see Dalton hey. Nixon back on the floor. Right. 57 points in the second half. Uh, it's not even hard to beat Kentucky. Utah also, did it.
1: Also, uh, did Luke Worthington play in the game? Because apparently he scored two points as Luke,
2: well. Luke, he got some random eligibility. <laughs> Trevor Noah's back. I'm, Alex Barcelo didn't score. What? I'm selling the Luke Dalton Worthington Nixon scoring. playing center. Come I'm not on, into man. these. I'll tell you that.
1: Come on. All right, on to the next. Jerem, buy, sell, or hold. Elijah Bryant is the next BYU Cougar to play in the NBA. And this based off of Sportando reporting that the New Orleans Pelicans are expressing interest in
2: Bryant. Hold. Uh, Elijah Bryant had an awesome uh, summer league with the Bucks two years ago. One game in particular, he scored like 36, something crazy. He's in the Israeli league. He's doing a really nice job on a top 20 international team. I'm hold on it because he's not in double figures with this team. Granted, they're a good team. I think he gets a shot right now. He's probably at a G League level. I would, uh, but he's playing internationally. I would love to see him get a shot and get into the NBA. That'd be dope.
1: Yeah, I think Elijah Bryant could be a G League All Star. I really do. Like he, he's that talented of a player. And if you're a G League All Star, you're you're fringe getting into the NBA. Yeah. Um, Right now, I'm selling it, though, Jerem, because of all of the uncertainty in this world uh, with the pandemic and whatnot. I I think Eli is probably better to stay in Israel for another year and then see what happens. And it's one report. If there were like more reports of this happening, one
2: one person saying one
1: source, if multiple sources were saying, then I'd probably be buying it. But I'm selling it right now because I think it's just not enough information. I'd love to see Eli. I think yeah. he's a good
2: player. And it's the Pelicans. I want him on a better team, you know? Yeah. Okay, buy, sell, or hold. Wisconsin choosing to not allow spring seniors back next year from Wisconsin Athletics. Uh, they made the decision to not pursue waivers that would extend the eligibility of our senior student-athletes. According to a statement, student-athletes in their fourth year of eligibility have concluded their career
1: Uh I'm a hard sell on this. I just don't think this is the right move. Wisconsin has enough of an alumni base to raise the funds to allow their athletes to come back for another year. Like, what Wisconsin alum that cares about sports is going to be like? Nah, I can't get behind that cause to help a guy that had their season taken away or a young lady had their season taken away so dramatically. And I'm not gonna, not gonna donate to that. Come on. I, th- I think this is a rash move by Wisconsin. I, I think that uh, they should figure it out, but they can do what they want to do.
2: To sell, they only have forty-four million dollars in TV revenue. Oh my goodness! Year. So uh, here's why. Here's why they don't care, in my opinion, uh, and they. I think they should. But they, here, I'm guessing: golf, rowing, softball, tennis, track and field. None of those are very high profile. What do we feel like is high profile? here at BYU in terms of the spring sports,
1: Track and field, volleyball, baseball's been on the rise. So they don't have men's volleyball. Softball wins a conference championship every year. Right.
2: They they have softball, but they don't have baseball and men's volleyball. BYU takes great pride in its Olympic sports, and uh, it's going to be a case-by-case basis, right, on whether it's a good fit for that player to come back to the team. Each team will figure that out. But uh, BYU is saying yes in most cases, it feels like.
1: Wisconsin is a Big Ten softball program. They get athletes. So this surprises me, okay? And maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there isn't enough prestige it's, in the other sports to be like,
2: and yeah, bring them all back. Wisconsin seems like it's pretty good at athletics. So, yeah, this was surprising. It's but a the, Big
1: Ten school.
2: But the good news, yeah, and it's not like it's a uh, low-level Big Ten, right? It's a Big
1: Ten school. Yeah. Bring your athletes back if they want to play.
2: Athletes. All right. What was that? The, uh, what movie was that where they say Athletes? Uh, a
1: lot of people say Athletes. <laughs> It's <laughs> athlete athlete
2: <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was Coming up the top 5 Tide atmer games
1: We all know what number 1 is right But which game deserves number 2 mm. This is BYU Sports Nation
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go The MVP of your next event This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by Delta Airlines, keep climbing. Welcome back to
1: BYU Sports Nation. The show is available anytime you want it on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio applications.
2: The movie was The Benchwarmers. Athlete, Athlete. That's uh, amazing.
1: And Athalakhechon.
2: David Spade as he could play Joe Exotic <laughs> because he, he's essentially Joe Dirt. Yes, he could. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, future movie maybe.
2: All right. Put that thing in Call production. your people. Let's
1: go. Call your people. A uh, reminder, you can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast as well. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show. Okay, Jeremy, you ready? Top five Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. It is the top five Ty Detmer games
2: all-time at BYU. There were some great ones. Number five, his unforgettable performance in a loss against Penn State in the 1989 Holiday Bowl, though the Cougars lost. Ty put up a Holiday Bowl record. 576 passing yards. Two touchdowns. BYU lost a shootout 50-39. to 39. Joe Paterno was heard to say he couldn't stop what BYU was doing on offense.
1: Yeah, that was a great Penn State defense, and Paterno said I had no answer for him. It's a good thing my offense showed up to play.
2: Yeah, moral of the story, give up 38 points, and you win the game.
1: Number four. In 1990... One week after the Miami game against Washington State, BYU was down 22 at halftime. Ty Demmer in Provo apparently had enough, leading BYU to score 36 points, a program record in the fourth quarter alone. 36 in the fourth quarter. Demmer threw for 448 yards, five touchdowns. BYU storms back to beat the other Cougars from Pullman and keep that magical season alive.
2: I dare say this is the most forgotten great game in BYU history because it's the week after Miami. And didn't BYU score 42 in the second quarter against UMass, breaking that record? Oh, this year?
1: Maybe they did, but does UMass count?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question <laughs> number three Ty Demmer's redshirt freshman season in 1988 against Utah he threw for 358 yards four touchdowns no picks to beat Utah 70 to 31 but let's back up BYU was up 49 nothing had 750 yards of total offense 70s the most by any team in a rivalry game and the combined 101 points is also the most this was one of those games where he thought wow this guy's gonna be awesome
1: BYU was dominating so much that Ty asked Lavelle Edwards if he could use the restroom in the second half he went we talked about this on the show uh the locker room was locked so he had to use a public restroom and he said he <laughs> it was hard to go to the bathroom because people kept talking to
2: me <laughs> he was asked did you know how good of a game he had he said I didn't until I was in the bathroom and everyone told me how good <laughs> you of might was. just full shoulder <laughs> pass. hey Ty nice game buddy if he had full shoulder pads on, would you notice? That's the question I'd like to ask. <laughs> and number one. Oh, wait, wait. We
1: haven't done number two. Oh, sorry. Number two. At number two. Oh, my bad. All-time classic Decided. featuring two of the best college players at the time, Ty Detmer and another guy named Marshall Falk. Falk had over 200 yards of total offense, four touchdowns. They were crushing BYU. But it wasn't enough. BYU storming back. They rally late behind Detmer's 599 (laughs) passing yards. Uh, What's 600?
2: Six touchdowns. (laughs) BYU
1: scores 21 on the road in the fourth quarter. They end the game tied at 52, and that tie put BYU and Ty Detmer back into the Holiday Bowl against
2: Iowa. Look at him chuck at 50 yards on a dime, man. Gosh, he was awesome.
1: No fear. The dude had no fear. He took a huge shot. Juicy. Had had
2: stitches in this game. LA Gear. Oh, I thought we were naming Brands for the 90s. My bad. And the number one performance, the number one game from Ty Detmer. 1990, September 8th, number one Miami. BYU's ranked 16th, by the way. Everyone forgets that. Ty Detmer threw for 406 yards on 38 of 55 mm. and three touchdowns in route to the Heisman later that season. Fun fact, BYU turned over five times in this game. Miami finished second that year. This, to me and a lot of people, is the greatest win in BYU history. Miami was number one, they finished number two, and literally 200,000 people stormed the field, or so they claim.
1: I indoctrinated my son Jax yesterday to this game oh, and wonderful. Ty Detmer's Heisman campaign. We what watched the segment from the greatest moments in BYU football history.
2: Great on YouTube.
1: Classic voiceover. In September of 1990, a rare hurricane watch was posted for Provo, Utah. <laughs> Ty Detmer and BYU knock off the number one ranked Canes and yes, Miami team finished top three in both major polls that season. This is the greatest win in BYU football history, not just Ty Detmer's career.
2: And one of the greatest plays in BYU history as Russell Maryland and another defensive lineman go crashing into each other. What a performance by Ty Detmer.
1: Oh. Uh, by the way, it is April 14th, fourteenth. so thus the emphasis on number 14, Ty Detmer. Our
2: producers know what they're doing, Yes, man. they do. They're on the ball.
1: Fantastic stuff. Question of the day. BYU is ranked 62nd in the ESPN preseason football power index. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Tell us why.
2: Why are we got to talk about that after tied up? I right? know. 62. I don't want to. BYU just beat Miami on our highlights. Now we're talking about being ranked like 62nd?
0: Oh.
1: The elite voice of the day, hopefully that'll make us feel better, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Braxton Duncan on Instagram. A little low. I say 49 would be a good spot. I bet BYU could beat at least 13 teams that are ahead of them, which brings it to 49. Barely in the top 50 would be a perfect spot.
2: <sighs> There's nothing perfect about 49. Would you feel so good
1: I mean. if BYU was in the top 50 at the end of the shirt. season? I don't want
2: 49 <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Come on, man. 48 maybe. You
1: want 12, right?
2: I like the 12s. That's you got the 12th, exact- man. That's exactly right.
1: All right, on to today's Rise and Shoutouts. Michael Davis,
2: uh, this was a guy that uh, Nick Howell and Blaine Fowler called their shots when he was at BYU. They said, oh, this guy's going to be in the NFL. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? And here he is signing a $3 million deal, which is pretty cool. So congratulations to Michael Davis.
1: My Rise and shout out goes to David Nixon for bringing us a new dynamic to our Skype interviews. <laughs> Movement. He moved the camera whoa, whoa. on live TV gave us some insight into his BYU football senior placard that features his number 43 jersey. It says Lindbacker. Lindbacker.
2: Listen, he didn't play on the line. He's just off it, so he's a Lindbacker. I get it.
1: Huge thanks to David Nixon for joining us today.
2: Sorry to Dennis Petto, We ran out of time. He was a great tight end.
1: (laughs) Just leave the letters (laughs) off. Done. For Jim, Hi. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Shad Hansen. We'll nice. see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs. Lynn Backer.
2: Shad? No, Shad. Oh. Show off.